Do you have a friend at work? Research has shown that having a friend at work makes an employee more productive, they take fewer less sick days, and they are more likely to get promotions and advance in the company. Do you have one? We spend more time at work than we do at home, and sometimes your coworkers become family. Welcome to Friends on Hand, the podcast where we explore the fine art of friendship. I am Nancy Hand, Shy Achiever Coach and Networking Guru, and today we are joined by someone who is leading teams at Federal Express, getting out that vaccine. Frank Rouse is joining us today. He's the Manager of Aircraft Maintenance for Federal Express, and he's been doing that for 20 years, and he's been with the company since 1988. Thank you so much for joining me, Frank. I've been really looking forward to having this conversation with you because this is a great subject right now. Thanks for having me, Nancy. Um, glad we were able to make our schedules work together and uh, and speak about this. It's uh, friendships at work is something I hold near and dear uh, to myself, and I think it's it's a great way to to build a team and keep a team going. Yeah, exactly. And and just for our listeners, how I gotta say how we met. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because. I have I have a hobby of baking bread, and Frank has been one of my one of my favorite people to uh, take advantage of that and having us in the same neighborhood together. Um, so my sourdough was again a catalyst for friendship, which I love, and uh, I like to think that I'm helping helping the vaccine distribution right now. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. That and those uh, those oatmeal cookies that you made that time mm-hmm. came through, and then. Uh, I remember trading uh, bamboo stalks for tomato plants with your husband. Oh, that's right. I, that's right. I, I, I do love this. I, I wanted to see how many I could put on my bicycle <laughs> and, uh, and ride over there to you. So I strapped them down to my bike uh, and uh, almost killed myself twice. But that, Oh, my gosh. It's okay. So I actually have a lot of like a bucket of questions for you, but I'm going to start with my favorite one because you are – you are very open and easy to talk to. And my first favorite question is, nature or nurture? Did you arrive on Earth with that ability to connect so easily? Or did you learn it? I think I arrived here with that. Um, it's just kind of how I've always been. Uh, I, don't, uh, I don't see the bad in people from the beginning. Uh, you know, you have to show me your bad side. I don't look at that. I think everybody... Uh, on the front end is a, uh, is a nice person. And then we go from there. Um, I've always been outgoing and, and just kind of cordial. And, um, I think it goes back to when I was a, a kid and, uh, wanting to be the funniest guy in class to get the, mm-hmm. uh, get the attention. So it's kind of how I've always been. I can see that. I can see that. That's probably why you're such a good cook too. <laughs> Thank it helps you. puts that smile on people's faces. What does the, what does friendship mean to you? How does it show up in your life and enrich it? It it means uh, it means loyalty, um, and 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 I have I have friends that um, that I don't see very often because of of our schedules and and because of the uh, the the lifestyles that we live. But they're still my friends, and you know there there's certain friends that uh, that they'll call me and and um, we'll talk for a little bit and uh, catch up and then we won't talk again for a while but uh if they need me i'm there uh no matter what and they're the same way with me um you know our lives come and go and and as you grow older your your family you know tends to tends to take a priority in in your life and and some of those friendships that you have um 
you know, take a back seat, but they're still there. There's, there's, there's still a, a friendship there. And uh, you think about those people uh, all the time, you know, and what they're doing with their lives and uh, they'll never not be your friend. Right. And when we, before we started, you were telling me about your day, which is, which is a long one. And you really do spend so much time with the people at work. Um, those, those do become your friends. How do you know when someone, when you're going to click with somebody, do you just assume it or, um, are there certain signs and certain like, oh yeah, you and I, we're going to be friends. Anything that really stands out to you as a trait or a characteristic? I think it has to do with, 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 uh, ideas, um, you know, from a, a, let's say not only a a political standpoint, but from a, uh, um, um, mindset standpoint, uh, and what you're into, what you like doing. Uh, I like to, to work on things. Um, obviously being in a a maintenance background, that's kind of, I want to fix anything before I, I try to, uh, buy something new or take it somewhere to have it repaired. Uh, and a lot of my friends are the same way. Um, and we bounce things off of each other, you know, Hey, Mm -hmm. what do you, what do you think about, uh, have you ever had this problem with your car? Have you ever had this happen at the house? And they're like, Oh yeah, well you, you need to go to this website. And then this guy's got a great tutorial on how to do this. And, and you just (laughs) just go from there. And, and those are the kind of friendships that, that, that I have and and the things that we have in common, uh, being an aircraft maintenance, most of us have a, a military background. Uh-huh. So a, a military mindset of uh, mm. they have to be a certain way. They have to be set to order, um, and and those are the kind of the kind of ideas and, and thoughts that we have uh, together. Um, and I have friendships on all different levels in different places um, uh, through my through my work group. And there's there's things about me that people don't know, and there's things about people that I don't know. But ultimately, we still are friends. I love that. And, and while you were talking, I was, uh, yes, brought to mind all the different fix it things. And that's my brother said the other day, um, that he does a lot of woodworking and he builds boats and he said, you know, it's, I'm using lumber that I never thought I'd use. And I'm like, yeah, cause it's someday to now, like right now is I'll, I'll need it someday. Today is someday. someday. <laughs> right. And I'm the same way. I grew up on a, on a little, you know, place down in, in Nesbitt, Mississippi, we didn't have a lot of money. It wasn't a farm per se, but we had chickens and we had a garden and we had a tractor and, and we didn't go to the store and buy anything new. We fixed everything that was broke or, or that needed, you know, fixing. We didn't take it to the repair shop. We, we either fixed it or, you know, it sat until we could fix it. Oh, well now I have to ask, have you, have you fixed a friendship? Have you had one break on you and did you fix it? Yeah, I, I have, you know, you know, we work things out and talk through things and, and, and just be open and honest, like uh, be grown ups about things, you know, that's, that's the, uh, that's the way you have to do it is, is um, if you want to maintain the friendship, you know? Yeah. Well, how big is the team that you work with on a regular? Right now uh, we have a, approximately uh 20 people that uh that work with me as mechanics and then i have a team of managers that i work that are my peers that uh that varies from you know seven to eight managers per day depending on what day of the week it is Mm -hmm. Uh, and we have to work as a team um 
to discuss, you know, what we need from each other um, regarding coverage of the out-of-service airplanes, the airplanes that are not out-of-service that we are, uh, that we're going to let, you know, that we're going to fly, what our manpower looks like, who needs what, where, and and we try to do that and and maintain those friendships. Uh, One of the ladies that uh, now buys sourdough bread from you, Jennifer, I turned her on to your sourdough bread. And, <laughs> She's uh, been competing with you for it yeah, now. <laughs> she probably buys as much as I do. Uh, her and I <laughs> have known each other in the workplace, um, not directly since uh, probably 1996. Wow. And um, we know about each other's kids. We know about each other's lives. Um she gave me a feral cat that attacked me on the way home and I didn't hold it against her. You know, so, oh, that is friendship. It's, it's, it's truly friendship. You know, Here, and, Frank, you hold this for a minute. Yeah, you know, I've, I've got this great cat that uh, my husband, he's allergic to cats and, and he's just a sweet old boy and you'll take him to him and, and, and oh, the next thing I know, my hands are swollen from scratches and bites and, we're going to catch hell for this, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so how many, just this is me asking, how many planes come, come and go through there on, on a regular basis? Like During the day right now, because of the amount of, uh, amount of freight that we're having due to the, to, to the uh, vaccines, as well as the um, just online ordering and, and refilling and restocking of shelves. That's uh, me. You're you're looking, yeah, me too. You're looking uh, probably around 130 flights a day during wow. the day, and then 150 to 160 at night, and that's not including trucking. I mean, there's the trucks are just constantly rolling through uh, through the facility there, uh, and then you know we we hear from the pilots that the amount of freight that is still backlogged over in in Asia is just incredible waiting to waiting to get a spot on an airplane to come over. Wow. So with the teams and, and like I said, you, you got up this morning, you, you went for a run, you're going to do some other things and then you're going to work until 10 o'clock at night. I Those work, are some. I work swing shift, um, which is like a, a recovery. Oh, do shift. you? Yeah. It's a recovery shift to set up. The airplanes come in during the day. They're coming in right now. Uh, and then when they come in, they'll have things that are broke on them or they'll have things that require maintenance. So my crews will work those things between now and say 10 o'clock and that airplane will be ready to go out on the night turn. Mm-hmm. So that's what you hear coming over the house at, you know, three thirty or four in the morning. <laughs> yes, I did hear that. <laughs> so. When you're working with a team or teams really that size, um, I'll just say something that that has been showing up a lot on my social media is the idea that we're just going to cut all the negative people out of our lives. And I'm I'm over here raising my hand, shaking it, going, "No, you can't do that because, you know, ninety percent of the world, you actually need to be able to work with them. You need to understand and manage and be able to communicate with them. I will give maybe ten percent, sure." Out with the bathwater, uh, that's fine. You know, there are people you'll never be able to really deal with, but you've, you know, within that 90%, there are lots of different types of people. And I want to know um, 
God, several things about your team, but you do become a family. And that's what you told me the other day. Like it's, you spend so much time, your, your coworkers do become your family and they are your friends and you do know all about them. Um, how do you handle somebody who's, who's going through something or having just a bad day or um, a bad month? You, you know? know, the, the thing we do um, with the groups that I've worked with at FedEx, because we, a lot of us have known each other for so many years uh, before I was a manager, I was a mechanic. And a lot of these mechanics that are still mechanics now were mechanics when I was a mechanic. So I moved up in the ranks to become a, a, a in a leadership position. Uh, and they decided that, you know, I don't want to do that. I would rather just stay, you know, as a mechanic. Um, so we, we've, we've grown up together, so to speak, in this place where we spend so much of our, our time together, our lives together. Um you know, when, when you're out there working on an airplane and you, you call on the radio, am I clear to start this engine? You're relying on that guy to say, yes, you're clear. Go ahead and start the engine. Everything is okay. So you build a trust with these people and you build a trust at work through your work, uh, activities. And then you, you also build a trust with them through your personal lives and your personal activities. And you tell them things and they tell you things and you work through issues um, you know, people, our, our kids have grown up and, and some kids have gone a certain route, you know, in a certain way in life and they've chosen a certain path and, and, you know, some of them aren't the best. So these, these guys that you've grown up with, uh, as, as a mechanic, uh, now they're having to deal with, with, with personal issues that, that they're going to bring to work. So, as a group, you, you, you tend to want to protect those people that are in your nest and you want to go, okay, uh, Ricky, um, you know, yeah, your son is, is really, you know, screwing things up and, and, you know, it's starting to show at work. What can we do to help you help him? Mm, I like that. And, and it, it's, it's almost like a family Nancy, to be honest with you, we really bond as a family. And the, that's the one thing I've always tried to do. My, uh, one of my, my love languages, as my daughter calls it, one of mine is, is uh, food. And um, I have a big old sunbeam roaster pan that uh, about once a month, I will, uh, I'll make a meal for everybody because I have to work part of a weekend. It used to be I had uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday off. And now my shift has changed to where I have um, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off. So I used to do Sunday dinner and now I do Saturday dinner. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're working on a Saturday and you work for me, we're going to eat. And, uh, we do that once a month. Um, Can I come? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Frank. <laughs> you know, a big batch of something like I'll do like a roast and potatoes and, and carrots and celery. And when, and, and we'll have that. And I've listen, I've busted out two or three loaves of your sourdough bread you Sweet. know, sliced it up, set it out for everybody with your cards there, by the way. Thank and, you. Um, you know, we do roast and potatoes and then one day it'll be a spaghetti or uh, one day I'll just go to the chicken place and get a bunch of fried chicken for everybody. But the one thing that I always want to push on these guys is that we are a family and that, you know, families, you know, we're out here in the cold and then the rain and then the heat. Uh, and it's suffering, but we're also going to take pleasure in the fact that we're going to enjoy each other's company uh, over a meal or, or uh, 
a snack or, or whatever it is. And that, that's something that I try to do and, and build my team with that friendship. I love it. I I heard a story one time, and I can't name names here, but about a team who hazed a new member so badly he cut his mullet off on the second day. Um, he, yeah, came to work with a mullet, and they uh, the guys on the headset just let him have it. They teased him all day long, calling him He Man, and um, <laughs> he came would, back. Oh, we would give him a point of you know, of, <laughs> you know, highness for for a. Uh, for a mullet, are you kidding for, me? Uh, well, oh, for yeah, for for a really good one. So, um, but poor dude cut his hair off, and um, I'm just wondering how does how does the new member indoctrination happen on your teams? What does that What does that look like? <laughs> uh, it's not too bad. I mean, you you we can't do what we used to do. You know, where we would uh, zip tie your hands and feet to a chair and push you out in the middle of the. Of the uh, <laughs> Ramp, no, you know, on a, you know, with the rollers on the chair. Yeah. Oh yeah. We would do <laughs> like that and, you know, tape you to a chair and, and different things. You know, we, uh, the, have you ever used an airbill pouch? You know, how sticky no. back in the, on the airbill pouch that you put onto the, on the overnight letter, the backing is really, really sticky. I mean, really <laughs> sticky. And we would peel it off. And like if somebody was wearing shorts, we would stick it to the back of their hairy calf and you'd have to peel that <laughs> off and pull all your hair off and, you know, things like that. Um, we, we don't do that. We would, I, I've seen guys get hazed where they've taken a forklift and, and put their toolbox up on top of a, on an engine. <laughs> You know, it's funny, not funny. Anything up, but you're going to have to work and, and, in the end, you find out how yeah, these people, you know, they're messing with me because they like me, you know. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not hazing the new guys. We haze people. It's just it's just guys doing things to, to mess with other people, you know. Well, and it's a good way to find out, you know, if, if there's a sense of humor and how 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 they're going to act when you piss them off. Right. And that's, that's the other thing. If they don't like it, we find out on the front end, Hey, you know, don't mess with that guy. He's kind of serious. and He doesn't joke around and believe me, we respect that. Don't have a problem with it. Um, but we know not to know not to do that, you know, and that's just how it is. Um, our, what, go ahead. what, if anything gets, gets somebody, um, put in time out or ostracized from the group, like, have you had that happen where somebody just was brought in and didn't fit, didn't work, didn't fit, didn't last? Not pulling their own weight is the biggest thing. Wanting everybody else to do the work. We call that a blister. They show up after the work is done. Uh, and those kind of people don't, uh, they don't, they, they stay because, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to, to cut somebody loose uh, that's doing the bare minimum. You know, if you get away, you can get away with doing the bare minimum and and be okay. Uh, But sometimes, you know, extra effort or discretionary effort is required. And that's kind of why I promote the family atmosphere is to get that discretionary effort out of people. But if you don't want to do that, I I won't, you know, not include you in our meals and and, and our, our, you know, things that we do. But um, you just you approach people differently that 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 feel that way. Um, and they usually tend to keep to themselves and they, they stay away from everybody else. And, and they let you kind of, kind of let you know on the front end, this is, this is where I'm coming from. This is just a job to me. I come home, I go to work and, and, 
that's just that's just how I deal with. How does that affect the team as a whole, product productivity wise and, and mood wise? You you it doesn't really affect the productivity part of it because you you know where they're going to be, you know where they stand. Mm-hmm. They're going to do the the job that you've asked them to do. Um, they're just going to do it a different way. You know, you know that that one person is not going to he's not going to be the one to goof around and joke around when you're out working on a four man crew changing an engine. Uh, you know, he's still going to communicate. He's going to do what he has to do, but he's he's not going to be the uh, the joker or the or the or the guy that uh, that you can joke with. And then some people, you know, they have a they have a point where you nope, don't go there. Don't talk about my family. Don't talk about you know, this, or don't talk about that. And you learn about that and you go, Hey, I respect that. And, and you, mm-hmm. go, you know, you, you, you don't push that because then that gets into harassment and bullying and, and we don't tolerate that at FedEx. I would never tolerate that from any of my guys. Now you keep saying guys, and yet I know Jennifer is there. Yes, um, she is. There are uh, plenty of women that, that work in aircraft maintenance at FedEx. How, how is the, how does the, um, inclusiveness or, or I guess, um, how does the team mix? They, they do quite well together, believe it or not. Um, it's a, you know, it's a, a man's world, um, as far as the, the amount of, uh, men versus women in the industry. But, uh, this is what I try to tell, uh, groups when I go to mentor, uh, people that, that are wanting to become mechanics, you know, uh, some of the best mechanics that I've ever dealt with are, are female mechanics because they pay such attention to detail and, and they have such a, a, um, a thought process to where everything has to be a certain way. You, you don't want to skip any steps or, or cut any corners. Um, mm-hmm. and, and in the workplace with, with women, um, you know, you be respectable. I mean, most of these guys, if not all of these guys are married, a lot of them have daughters. And, uh, if somebody gets out of line, I ask them, I said, Hey man, do you want to, do you, would you expect somebody to talk to your daughter that way or talk to your wife that way? You know, don't do that. And, and they, you know, if you approach them with it like that, then you don't, uh, you don't have any issues. Um, and we really don't have any issues, uh, at, at FedEx and aircraft maintenance with uh, any kind of harassment or, or, um, you know, treating women differently, so to speak. That's fantastic. You just said something that actually is, has been a running thread in the last few of my um, interviews, which is mentorship. And it actually dovetails nicely with the next question. But first I would like to ask you about um, mentorship and have you been mentored in your work and, um, how you how you find a mentor and who who and how do you mentor now? One of the things that that we do at FedEx, we have an aircraft maintenance apprenticeship program. Ooh, cool! We bring in mechanics who are A and P licensed. They've gone to school to get their license, but they have no experience. To work at FedEx, you have to have thirty six months experience prior to become a mechanic. Through the apprentice program. We give you that 36 months of training, um, and it's hands-on with different work groups throughout our our facility. Uh, and when those apprentices come into my area, 
I pair them up with a mentor um, mm-hmm. and they become, they, they, I don't push people onto other people. I let them fill each other out, find out who they work well with, um, who they're comfortable with, what, who they have things in common with. And then that person becomes their mentor. Um, I don't, uh, I don't push people on, on anything other than learning when they're in the, in the apprenticeship uh, program. I tell them, look, we'll work with you on your shifts. We'll work with you on your days off. Uh, I want you to learn because you're the future of what we're, what we're doing here. Uh, as far as mentoring me, um, one of my best friends that um, I have at work is my boss. His name is uh, Michael Johnson. I don't know if nice. we can names on this thing. Yeah, you're fine. And I've known Michael since 1993 when I walked into the hangar in Los Angeles, California, uh, not knowing anybody in that hangar at all. Um, this guy walked up to me, said, Hey, my name's Mike Johnson. Um, welcome to the hangar. Let me know if there's anything I can do to help you. Oh, I love that. That was in August of 1993. And we have maintained a friendship, uh, ever since then. Um, he stayed in Los Angeles. I moved back to Memphis. Um, and now he's, he's moved to Memphis as a, uh, as a senior manager. And, uh, I went to work for him a few years ago and, and I told him, I was like, I said, man, I came out to the hangar in LA and I didn't know anybody. These people were looking at me like I had two heads, you know, here I was this kid from Mississippi uh-huh. and, and you came up to me and you introduced yourself to me and, and said, if there's anything, you know, you need, you got any questions, let me know. Nobody else did that. Not management, not anybody. And I just, you know, I want you to know, I really appreciate that. And it's kind of been that way uh, since then, you know, and, and uh, when I get frustrated with things at work, I, he lets me quote unquote, empty my bucket. Whereas I go into his office and I shut the door and I tell him what's frustrating me. And he nods his head and he says, well, you know, here's what we need to do about this. Here's what we need about that. And then I say, thanks for letting me cool off. And I turn around and walk out and we're fine with it. <laughs> And and for our listeners, that's how you make a new friend. <laughs> oh, without a doubt. And, and and I've told him, I was like, you know, he's been moved. And when he moves to a different area, that's why I'm on this different shift. He takes me with him because he knows that we have that trust. We have that bond where he knows that if, if he needs something that he can call on me and, and I will take care of it. And that, that brings me back to the opening uh, statistics. And i you know, for our listeners, I have, I can load you down with the research on this, but statistically people who have a a friend or even a, even better, a best friend at work are like 20% more productive. I mean, the, the, the happiness factors through the roof are more satisfied with their work. They stay longer. They don't get sick. They are more likely to, um, do extraordinary things. And have you found that to be, um, has it gotten, has it changed since he moved to Memphis? Has your, um, connection or our feelings at work got changed in any way since he moved from LA over to Memphis? No, it's, it's actually gotten better. We've got yeah. each other more, uh, and, and in a, a greater capacity. Um, and, and it's actually gotten, it's gotten better. That's the, what we call discretionary effort, um, going above and beyond, mm-hmm. uh, doing it just because, you know, 
you feel discretionary like discretionary effort. Right. It's discretionary effort. Um, doesn't say you have to do it, but you're going to do it anyway because yeah. you know it's the it's the right thing to do, and it's what you over delivery. You, you want to do that for somebody because you know that 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 will you know improve them. And and the thing about FedEx is is the whole thing is is as a member of management you want to make your people look good and they in turn will make you look good. And that's kind of the way I've always practiced it. And, and that's the way I was taught um, coming up through, uh, through the leadership ranks at, at FedEx. Nice. Well, uh, I have a question from Will and then one for me and his question for is like, is there anything you want to ask Frank? He said, yes. Is it getting harder to find people to do what he does? Yes. It is actually. Um, everybody thinks they have to go to college to to uh, to make uh, to make a living. And I, I go to these, you know, I, I see kids out in the hub that that I I say kids. I'm 52 years old, so I call everybody a kid. That's uh, you know 20 something, and that's when I started in the hub when I was 18, 19 years old. And, and, you know, I see these, these kids out there and they're like, you know, Hey, I'd like to be a mechanic, you know, what do I got to do? And I said, actually, it's really, really easy. Um, you know, you do, you go to school for two years and then you, you, um, you join our apprentice program, which we're building up. We want to bring up mechanics, you know, the way we want them taught, not the way another airline has taught them with all their bad habits and whatever they do. So we, we tend to lean on. <laughs> Duly noted. Other airlines, bad habits. <laughs> <laughs> any, any, any group, any work group, uh, you know, with our procedures. Your and way. Sure. So, right. Our way. And, and I said, I said, you could be making uh, six figures by the time you're 30 years old, if you get into this thing at the right time. You know, nice. The, the, the pay is gone up because it's hard to find good mechanics and keep good mechanics. So, uh, the pay is, is, is really good. And a lot of people don't realize how good it is. Now I tell them, I was like, don't get into this for the money because when you're standing out here on Christmas day, uh, <laughs> and everybody's at home opening presents and eating dinner and you're out here working on an airplane and it's raining sideways. Um, you're going to be like, man, this ain't worth it. You know, what did I sign up for? I said, but in the end, it's a very rewarding career. Um, to this day, I still look up when airplanes go over my house. I love watching airplanes take off and land. Uh, I love everything about it, honestly. Mm-hmm. I love seeing where they go, seeing where they come from, you know, all of the all of the things that go with with every bit of that, you know. And it and it all goes back to um, when I was a kid, you know, eighteen year old kid. I told my mother I wasn't going to get a job one summer between junior <laughs> college and and. Uh, <laughs> regular college, you know, going off to my, my uh, junior year, I said, Hey, I'm just going to hang out around here and not do much. And she kind of, <laughs> can you hear that? She came home and she goes, you're going to call this number. And I said, what's that? She goes, that's the, that's the FedEx employment hotline. Back then you had to call a number. It wouldn't, wouldn't broadcast like it is now. Uh, you really had to know somebody to get the number. And she goes, you're going to call that number and uh, you're going to go, you know, put in an application at FedEx. And that was in 19, that was in 1988. Um, wow. <laughs> so, you know, that's kind of, kind of where I started. And then I got out there. I mean, I, I have a two year associate's degree in journalism. So, you know, to think that I set out to be an aircraft mechanic from day one is 
not the case. And that's what I try to tell these people. I was like, look, you know, I, I was going to be a newspaper writer and then go to law school. <laughs> so now. I think you chose wisely. Yeah, I think so too. And I hope your mom bought a pile of stocks before she, <laughs> like back then too. She, I don't know if she did that, but she's, she's very proud. Of um, she she yeah. sent you to the right place. Yeah, she so, did. Well, and then I'll follow that up with my question, which is um, you've been there for a while and my guess is, um, good mechanics are going to stick around because of the culture, because of the pay, because of everything. Um, are you having, like, what happens to your team when someone retires out? Have you had that happen yet? Oh, yes. Um, we have people retire every day, especially right now. FedEx is a 45-year-old company. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people that, that hired on early on are reaching that retirement age. And, um we're still through social media, you know, we still maintain contact with people when there's, you know, you have a, a, a page about friendship. We have a, a FedEx aircraft mechanics page on Facebook. Oh, that's awesome. Where, you know, people, we, we find out about people who have passed away and, and, and things like that. And, and just people have different inputs and thoughts and things on, on what's going on in the, in the industry, as well as in, you know, uh, FedEx aircraft maintenance and, and a lot of it gets discussed on there. I kind of stay out of it because I'm, I'm in management. Uh, but a lot of the, you know, the subject matter that comes up is, is, is matters for discussion. Um, and that's what I try to tell people is like, we're, we're retiring seven to eight people a month at, at FedEx. And wow. Maintenance. And a lot of it is in these smaller stations. Let's say, um, you know, a guy retires in Tampa, Florida, He's been there forever, and and now there's an opening in Tampa. Well, FedEx hires from within, so that job gets posted internal, and let's say there's a guy in Memphis that wants to move to Tampa, Florida, because, well, who wouldn't want to? And um, he – Hurricanes. He bids on that job. Well, (laughs) he bids on that that job and gets it. Well, then he goes to Tampa, Florida, and that that leaves an opening in Memphis. We're constantly – filling spots here in Memphis just because of the amount of turnover and just the sheer amount of sheer number of people that we have here. So we see people come and go and and we still maintain uh, relationships with those people. Um, You know, no, no man is an Island when it comes to aircraft maintenance. There are people constantly calling in, Hey, you know, I've got this problem, you know, here where I'm working now. Have you guys ever seen that? And you work with each other. You know, that's, that's the great thing about it is, you know, oh, that's so-and-so down in Mobile. You know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll shoot him an email, let him know this is what he needs to look for on this airplane. And, and those, those are the kind of, of, of things that you do to, to that work. That's such a strong network. Uh, well, and that's, that kind of leads me back when someone retires out, does your, I mean, I'm sure your team would have some, like a little bit of grief, you know, yeah, an adjustment to make. Know, but- yeah, but we're also like, good on you, man. You made it out. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but I, I imagine that the, the close-knitness of uh, of your groups keeps that from being like waylaying anybody. And I, you know, if a good, if, you know, your best bud retires out, you're going to have somebody who's moping for a while, you yeah, know? Right. But you know it's coming. It's not like they're saying, hey, I'm retiring tomorrow. You know, yeah, they, they've let everybody know. They countdown calendars and you know hey how's it going oh 14 days to go you know you get those kind of comments from them and sure like that. 
and everybody knows. And if it's somebody that's been there for a long time, uh, you know, before the before the quarantine, we would have a, a big party for them, you know, and and cake and and uh, we do a special uh, what's called a it's a they call it the license plate. And if you got the license plate, that means you're you're retired. You're retired, uh-huh. and our machine shop will basically make you a license plate that has your years of service, your name. It's made out of a single piece of aluminum, uh, and it's basically has your name and your years of service and aircraft maintenance with a with a FedEx aircraft maintenance logo design. And oh, that's cool! One of the, one of the big things that you get um, when you retire. Not only you get your pension and you get you know all the the benefits that come with retiring from FedEx, but uh, as our send off, we and it's everybody in the system, no matter where you are, Memphis, Anchorage, you know, Burbank, California, wherever it is. If you when you retire, you get one of these license plates. Well, I'll be looking for them now. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of guys don't put them on their cars. They they uh, they hang them up in their shops or in their in their, you know, man cave or, or, or whatever it is. So I'll, I'll try to find one, take a picture of it and send it to you so you can see what they look like. They're really oh, cool. I would absolutely love that. And, and, um, I may, I may, we'll talk a little bit later, but I may start putting these recordings on YouTube with some pictures behind it and that kind of thing. So, okay. um, I'll talk to you about getting some of those. Yeah. Um, stuff for that. <laughs> yeah. So how all, how have you been adapting those celebrations and, um, have you had any morale issues with uh, Corona with this pandemic that's been going on? I know you all have been busier than ever. Yes. And 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 I'm sure that helps. Here's the thing, because of of the way we have to work together close in close quarters, um, you know, two or three Mm -hmm. guys in a cockpit. uh, If one guy gets sick and then we contact trace back, we'll have, you know, six or seven guys that are, despite our social distancing rules that we have that were quote unquote exposed to coronavirus. So we not only have to send that guy home that tested positive, we have to send the four or five guys that worked with him on an engine change for the entire day. We have to send them home as well to quarantine for 14 days. Woo. Yes. Okay. Wow. Fortunately for FedEx, they, they pay you a minimum 35 hours while you're mm-hmm. in quarantine. Now, when you're, if you test positive for the, for Corona, you use your sick time. Right. But if you quarantine, because this is what we have to do to maintain a safe workplace, then we pay you a, a minimum 35 hours. And, uh, that it works out well, um, for, for the guys, you know, it's inconvenient, but it, it ultimately keeps everybody safe. It's frustrating from my standpoint, but because the airplanes are still coming and going. Yeah. Uh, and so I have to uh, try to schedule manpower and schedule uh, overtime and, and, you know, alter people's uh, vacations and things like that to try to get enough people to uh, to cover the to cover the uh, out of service aircraft. So that's a, that's a challenge. But uh Ultimately, everybody's still doing, you know, whatever it takes to try to try to keep everything going. With people having kids, you know, at home, homeschooling and spouses who are working from home and that kind of thing. Have you noticed the stress? How are you actually managing the stress levels of your team because of the things they have going on at home? You know, we 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 really try to work with with everybody with the shifts and with our start times and stop times. Um, to make sure that everybody has a good home environment, um, mm-hmm. 
can, uh, you know, keep their kids, you know, uh, at home with, with school. Uh, fortunately, uh, the issues that, that we have had haven't been too great regarding that. Um, FedEx has a very generous uh, vacation and uh, work policy. Um, we have what we call day trades where you can trade days off with somebody else. So you could have additional days off and then you work for them later on. A lot of different uh, options to, to keep things going for folks if they need, if they need that to happen. Love it. Well, I have a couple of closing questions for you. One is when, if ever, do you, do you write letters? Uh, I email daily. Um, but as far as sitting down and writing, you know, dear so-and-so, I take pen in hand to find time to write you this letter. You did letter. say you were a writer. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I don't write that much. Um, I'm more of a storyteller. Uh, my wife mm. says I tell the same stories over and over again, but I don't know about all that. <laughs> and the other question is, how do you stay in touch with your faraway friends? Um, social media, um, taking a break from social media right now, but for the, usually it's, uh, through social media, um, keeping up with, with folks, you know, and what they're doing. Uh, a good friend of mine is a manager in Los Angeles and really gotten into sailing. So, uh, I see a lot of his posts on Facebook and Instagram where he's out, you know, sailing from Los Angeles to Catalina on his boat and ultimately, you know, I'm, I'm jealous. I'm not a big sailor, but man, I'd like to go out there and do that. Yeah. (laughs) We, we, before all this hit, we would meet different places and go to shows, you know, and and go to rock concerts and things like that. I'm really big into music and, and, and live shows. And, and a lot of us would get together and, and, and travel somewhere. Nashville is usually where we would go. Uh, we've gone to new Orleans and, and, and things like that, where we would meet and, 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 you know, have dinner and, and go to a show and just enjoy the and enjoy the time together. And this is really kind of jam those kind of things up. Yeah. Yeah. I miss that too. Live music is great. Well, I really do appreciate you being here. I, this has been illuminating in so many ways. And I know it sounds like a big giant love letter to FedEx and it, it kind of is because I think that the, maybe, maybe that culture's out there more than I know, but it's really great to hear. That, it's a great place to work, Nancy. I mean, I, a lot of people, you know, it's it's good and bad, and, and it's also what you make it. But ultimately, I've made it work for me. Um, they've never not cashed my check when I go to get it cashed. And I've <laughs> always had, uh, you know, dinner on the table. And I've, I've raised a family uh, working there. And it's it's been really, really good to me. I'm very, very fortunate. I'm, I've been blessed uh, to be part of, of a company and a team that, uh, that I'm with now. Well, Frank, if, if people wanted to follow you on Instagram or something like that, how would they go about doing that? Uh, run fast boy seven, nine. Okay. Instagram handle. And then it's uh, Frank Rouse on Facebook. And I guess if anybody has questions about what it takes to, to get into this airplane mechanic thing, which actually I'm like, I want to do it. <laughs> Come on. Um, Contact Frank. Reach out to him. I'm sure he'd be open to mentoring you a little bit. And yeah, I don't, mind, I don't mind telling anybody about it. Somebody gave me a shot years and years ago. Nancy, uh, it was a good dear friend of mine. Uh, put in a good word for me. 
Um, he didn't know me, you know, at the time from, as they say, Adam's house cat. And, uh, <laughs> next thing I know, I'm getting a, I'm getting an offer letter from Los Angeles, you know, to come to work out there. And I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that feeling. And, and I've always said that, you know, I'll try to give back and, and help folks that, that want to make, uh, that, you know, want to make that their career because it's a very rewarding career. I've enjoyed every step of the way. Well, I think what you've just described is pretty much is pretty much the dream as far as is what people want at work. You know, how, how better to look forward to going into seeing people you enjoy being around and doing something you love doing and being being adequately, if not better, rewarded for it at the end of the day in a consistent way. I mean, that's beautiful. That's awesome. It's it's incredible. I've I've done a lot of traveling with FedEx. I've done been a lot of places. They they've uh they've oh, really, yeah, you get flight whole, perks, don't you? Whole another podcast on on places I've been and things that I've done with this company. So, uh, and the friends yeah. I've made, you know, uh, in in different places, um, just through aviation and through FedEx. Well, for our listeners, if this resonated with you, definitely go find find Frank and talk to him. And if you yearn to develop stronger and more supportive friendships and professional networks. It is all about connection. So connect with me. You can reach out to me at nancytiltonhand.com. And I just want to thank you again, Frank, for joining us. This has been fantastic. I've enjoyed it, Nancy. I've uh, never done a podcast before. It was incredible. Um, I'll, uh, if you got any other questions, give me a shout. And I'm not the Frank Rouse that looks like Santa Claus. There's <laughs> Yeah, probably well, he's not. On, on Facebook, <laughs> but there's one that looks like Santa Claus and that's not me. Okay. Despite my best bread efforts, he still runs it off in the morning. <laughs> and friends, remember friendships help you stay happy, healthy, wealthy, and smart, not to mention being absolutely fun and joyful. So get out there, make a new friend, call one of your old friends, and we will see you next time. Bye, Frank. Bye, Nancy.